Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey, Bart, summer's almost here. Which kind of sprinkler do you like? The one that goes like this? Or the one that goes like this? Oh, and there's this one. The last day of school, Millhouse. Try to show some dignity. <laughs> That's right. There's no sprinklers, Millhouse, because stage two water restrictions came into effect uh, on Friday, placing a complete prohibition on spraying or sprinkling the grass for the first time in the region since 2015. Well, uh, you know, that can be a discouraging thing for some, but in Port Coquitlam, they've launched a Golden Streets and Lawns contest, uh, encouraging residents to submit photos of their homes uh, or their blocks in order to encourage encourage and incentivize compliance with the restrictions. Joining me now to talk a little bit about the Golden Lawn Contest and, of course, uh, water restrictions is Brad West, the mayor of Port Coquitlam. Brad, welcome. Thank you very much for having me, Jazz. So was this your idea or did you have to sit down with your communications department uh, there to come up with this? How did this come about? Uh, Full credit to this one goes to our city staff. Uh, You know, we're always looking at ways in Port Coquitlam to... Uh, use carrots rather than sticks. Sometimes you need to use sticks, and obviously those are available through fines. But uh, I think a lot of people, you know, they get it. They understand uh, the issue at hand, and they want to do the right thing. And the vast majority of us are doing the right thing. And so we wanted to find a way to recognize those folks. And our staff came up with this idea of having a uh, uh, golden lawn or golden neighborhood contest and uh, you know, we were able to put together some pretty good prizes. We've got a free block party where the city will uh, offer up $150 worth of uh, block party supplies. Maybe you'll even get a visit from the fire department or the mayor. Uh, we've got three $100 gift cards and, of course, bragging rights for the, the best golden lawn or best golden neighborhood in Port Coquitlam. So I think, again, it's just a great idea to recognize those folks who are doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the the ban, of course, as you know, is region-wide, but uh, penalties can vary. I think in Vancouver, the penalty is $500 uh, for not following stage two water restrictions. Uh, in Burnaby, it's 250 In Surrey, to my understanding, it's about 300 Have you, do you know at this point whether or not you've had to hand out a lot of uh, uh, tickets yet? Uh, my understanding is so far we haven't had to ticket. Uh, we have had a couple of warnings and... Uh, you know, most folks, when they get that warning, uh, they uh, comply with that. They A lot of it is a, an education thing. Not everyone maybe follows the news quite as closely as the rest of us do. Um, so we've had a couple of warnings, but uh, for the most part, folks are compliant, which is a great thing to see. Mm-hmm. Um- Talk to me a little bit about just, um, you know, we always talk about we live in a rainforest here uh, in the lower mainland. Why should we have to deal with water restrictions? Uh, is this going to take a while in your mind only because sometimes as, uh, I don't want to use the word entitled, but we're used to 
having access to water. It's not an issue here. This is not, you know, um, many other countries that struggle with the issue of water. We have plenty of water here, but not in the summer. Do you think this is going to take a while for this to sort of sink in for people, or do you think we're, we're getting there pretty quickly? I mean, I think folks are getting it, but it, it's an area where education could go a long way. And, you know, certainly even myself, I'm constantly learning about uh, the water situation in Metro Vancouver. And so, you know, while it's true that we're, we're blessed with uh, water much of the year, uh, you know, we do have to take these efforts to preserve our, our water reservoir levels. Um, you know, we're so fortunate in our region that we have, you know, the best drinking water probably anywhere in the world. Uh, and, you know, we're very used to turning on the tap and out comes water. And uh, again, it's the safest, cleanest water you can find uh, anywhere on this planet. Uh, we want to make sure that that continues to be there for people. Uh, and so that means when conditions get like they are and we're experiencing drought-like conditions, uh, you know, we need to take a few extra steps to make sure that our water levels are protected. And you know, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think that's asking too much of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, my final question to you, we had uh, Malcolm Brody on here uh, from uh, the city of Richmond. He's also on the Metro uh, Water Board. Um, we are going to have to, to a certain degree, get, get ready for a major infrastructure um, spend in regards to water here, whether it's spending the present reservoir or perhaps building other reservoirs. There is going to be a big infrastructure spend in the billions of dollars, is there not, in the next few years? Uh, absolutely. Um, the can has been kicked down the road for decades in terms of upgrading some pretty critical infrastructure in our region to support not only the significant growth that we expect over the next uh, several decades, but also to even support the current population that we have. And so you can only kick that can down the road for so long. And so, yes, there is going to be a very significant capital spend in Metro Vancouver to upgrade our wastewater treatment plants, to upgrade our uh, water facilities, our sewers, our utilities. Uh, And so certainly the region is looking for support from senior levels of government uh, because our region uh, very much is an economic driver for the province, for the country. Uh, A lot of the requirements for upgrade come from uh, new requirements from the provincial and federal government. They want you to meet a higher standard. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a great thing in many respects, uh, but it's a more expensive thing. And so uh, we're certainly looking to get our fair share of Metro Vancouver dollars back into our region from the federal and provincial government to support those projects. Brad, I know you're spending some time with your family today. I appreciate you making a few moments for our audience to chat about chat on this issue. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me and hope everyone's having a great summer and you too, Jed.